1: Yeah, I mean, just, just whenever stuff's not going the perfect way, the way that we want it to go, just getting back to your fundamentals. I think that, that's what I kind of look back when I especially when I walked, watched the tape this week, is um, I was really good in the first half of my fundamentals, and as the game kind of got out, got, we weren't having success as an offense. My fundamentals got worse and worse. And so just whenever you get in those situations, just trying to get back to that, get back to your fundamentals and trust in the game plan that Coach is going to put us in the right uh, position to succeed. All right, uh,
2: yeah, we um... – we're we're only a two-piece today, uh, not a three-piece today. Steven Serta is over the weather. I know it's under, but I think Steven's over the weather. Uh, Serta is not is, is not feeling it. Um, uh, I, I don't know what his diagnosis is, but, you know, uh, Steve's tired, as he would say. And... Uh, <laughs> He's fighting it. And I guess he was, you know, we talked about, you know, us having these days off. And Steve said, I never I'm never off. I'm never off. Yeah. That's that karma came back and got your ass. Didn't it, Steve? Well, cert is out, but we will fight through it. Showing BK on the Chiefs. And um, wow, we could stretch our arm. Boy, we could talk a little bit more. No having interruptions from Steve of craziness. But um, but yeah, we miss you, Steve. That's all right. We, we miss you.
1: DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is the place to go when betting on the NFL this holiday season. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code Five Questions. Place a five dollar bet on any team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. That's code Five Questions only at DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: All right, man. I, I, I I'm looking at this game, and you know, I'm not anyone to pat myself on the back or anything with this Rams game with the. Uh, with the prediction and what I said in the game pretty much went exactly how I thought it would go. Um, as you guys, I don't know how the hell they're going to stay in this game. I just like, Oh, I don't know, man. I don't like that Everybody's talking like this. And listen, I never thought the chiefs are going to lose the game, but you're sitting there 20 to 10 late in the, you know, in the third quarter into the fourth quarter. You're like, okay. All right. And for some reason the chiefs can't score in the red zone. Uh, and, this is – you know, that game was never in doubt, but BK, I think it brought something to me. So many people fan certain ways, right? There are some real, real front runners like my guy Brian B. Shining. I mean, this is a guy who huh. – I mean, he – you can do nothing wrong. He doesn't get mad at anybody. He's a real supporter. And then there are some who fan differently. And the way that I fan – now, some people – can let it come off as negative I don't believe it's negative it's just to me I'm always someone who is looking big picture in the back of my head of what's the spots and how is this team going to lose like how can they lose what's going to be the thing that trips them up how can their season end what will it be last year I didn't know how it would uh, actually, when we watched the season, it was like, "What if they start turning the ball over and if some team uh, really, really handcuffs them again with the way they're playing defense and they give them the, the big play and they and and they start trying to get greedy and trying to make things happen that aren't there. Instead of taking what the defense is giving them, that may be how they lose, because that's how they were losing a lot of their games. And how be it? I feel like that's kind of how the Bengals defense stopped them in the second half. I watched the Rams game and now by my count, BK, this is the third time. This is the third time that the Chiefs have come out and their offense just looked funky. Like some, like just funky, like, like something wasn't, wasn't quite right. Something was off, and the team has been able to kind of neutralize Travis Kelsey and give him some problems to where, like it's starting off slow, starting off slow, and then next thing you know, it is you're in a fight and this is how it's going to be the rest of the way. Tennessee, Indianapolis, and now the Rams game. And all three of those games are teams that had offenses or had teams that you looked in it at the time that they played them and you said, well, this will be easy for the Chiefs. Like, they can't play and hang with the Chiefs. And all three of those games, they were a lot tighter than they should have been, and then they somehow found a way to lose to Matt Ryan and the sorry Colts. Right. And, and to me, I'm wanting and wondering and starting to see is this the trend of how the Chiefs could lose. Because honest to God, to me, I think maybe only Buffalo and maybe the Cincinnati Bengals team they play on Sunday are the only teams in the AFC that I think really catch their attention. Like I I, I think they feel pretty good about the other teams that they could go out there and play their game and win. Tennessee got dicey, Indy they lost, this game was way, way more close, closer than it should have been. I just wonder, is this, is this the way that they could lose? And that, that's what, that's what I took away from that game.
3: I think that what you're referring to is what Therese Paylor, our dear friend used to call the regular season loss, that portends playoff failure. He used to yep. talk about that a lot, where it was like, hey, Is this the game? Because you could see it every year when he was covering the Chiefs. You always knew, ah, that's going to be it. And sometimes it didn't show up early on. And you had to wait like 10, 11, 12 weeks into the regular season. But you always saw it. And it always came back to bite him at some point in the playoffs. And for the Chiefs, it does seem like they don't take take every game as seriously as you would maybe want them to. And you can tell when it's going to happen. And I should have known it last week. I will say they dominated that game. I mean, they finished with 437 total yards. They averaged more than six yards per play. They got into the red zone six times. But they, something was just off. It was off in the red zone. They 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 didn't have McColl. They didn't have Kadarius Tony. Their I'm red sorry, zone. What is, package, I'm sorry. What did you say? I know. I, I know that. what I led with there. Sorry, and their okay, red zone man. packages suffered as a result. I'm giving your guy the credit that he deserves. It also is because Tony was out. If you have one of them, I think that game goes a little differently. They had neither. They didn't have their full assortment of packages there. We saw what the results were. Still win by 16, but it just it, it's not good enough. So you look forward and you say to yourself, all right, are they going to run into a team like that in the playoffs? I, I think my answer is probably no, Ron. And the reason why is because I do think that they take the Bengals seriously. I think they definitely take the Buffalo Bills seriously. And the other team that I would add to your list of teams is the Miami Dolphins. And the reason if they why take them, oh, Tyreek is Tyreek. I think the Tyreek factor, if Tyreek wasn't there and they were just this offense with like AJ Brown instead of Tyreek Hill, maybe they made that trade instead of Tyreek. I think maybe I would view them as being the team that they wouldn't take seriously enough and it ends up costing them. But because he's there and they made that move in the off season, I do think that they will take that game seriously. So I don't think that was the game. There might be something else that happens in this one against Cincinnati, but I don't think that was the game that's going to portend their playoff failure.
2: Yeah. I don't, like, yeah, the Dolphins is a good one that, with, with him. And, but I don't like, I don't like, I don't think the Ravens have their attention. I don't, I don't think – even though Lamar and everything, I don't think they have their attention. But it is, to me, depending on how the season turns out seating-wise, like the first two rounds, they could face a Titans or like a, or a team like that. They could face a, a, a weird Patriots team or a weird Jets team where they come in and they're like, okay, man, we, I mean, we're going to stomp these. Like, we'll stomp these dudes. And next thing you know, you're in the third quarter and the game's tight. And and you gotta and you gotta start to pick it up. So I, I don't know, man. I, I hope not. I do think if they get a like to me, if they get a buy, then they're gonna most likely play in Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, or you know, the Ravens. And I feel like at that point, those will be teams that that have their attention for the most part. But we've seen the trend. The way that they've nearly lost some of these games is. Just kind of not just kind of floating along against teams that I don't think they ever feel could threaten them. And then the next thing you know,
3: you're you're in a ball game. Yeah, I I could see it. I don't think that it will end up coming back to to bite them just because I trust this team too much. And I, I think that this is different than what they were a year ago. I know that they've had the weird games, and the, the Indy one is inexcusable. Like, There's just no way for me to excuse or explain that one. That felt like a game that they would have played last year. But since then, I haven't necessarily feel, felt that way about them. The Tennessee game, I, th- I think that's just Mike Frabel. Like, I think that we don't give Mike Frabel enough credit. I didn't give him enough credit going into that one. He finds weird ways to make every game close, including last week, by the way, against Cincinnati, the Bengals that the Chiefs are going to be playing this week. And last week, I think was just like, it's very simple to explain what happened there. They didn't have their red zone packages ready to go. And they failed in the red zone. And as a result of that, the game was closer than you would have thought. They still covered the spread. So it, that's that's kind of where I stand on that. I do wonder, though, if the team that they're playing this week is the one that just has their number. I mean, last year, they beat them both times that they met. And we've compared this team in this era, this Chiefs team, to the Patriots of the the 2000s and then the, the early to mid-2010s are on. And I felt like the Patriots always had somebody new that was coming up, right? Early on, it was Peyton versus Brady, but Brady got the better of him in the playoffs. Midway through, you had a couple of years there where it was the Steelers, and then later on, it eventually became the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Manning with the Broncos was in there as well. The team that kind of gets lost in the shuffle is the Baltimore Ravens. We don't really remember them from the mid 2010s or so, but they were the team that bothered the Patriots when they were going through that swoon from like 2010 to 2013 of not winning the Super Bowl. The Patriots and Ravens in that stretch played five times. The Patriots were two and three in that stretch. And those two wins that they had were by a combined six points. One of them came in overtime. Two of the three losses came in the playoffs. Brady threw a combined five touchdowns and nine interceptions in those games. So when you look at the way that the Bengals frustrate the Chiefs, it does kind of remind me of what the Ravens were able to do against the Patriots in those early 2010s. I'm starting to wonder if that is going to be the team that does it for Mahomes because they're the only one that has done it consistently. He's the only guy, Joe Burrow is, that has a winning record against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes without losing to him. It's it's wild. How I many games is he available? Two, two. Yeah, but he's two zero. He's two zero. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm,
2: I I need to see the Bengals do a little bit more than that for me to to get there and think they're going to be his his that that that's his. They got his number. I don't I don't think that. I I am interested to see how. How they look at this game, because I do think I think that we're going to see um, uh, a, a Chiefs team that wants this game. There's not a lot of regular season games that I think matters to the Chiefs. You're this team that has been to this hosted four consecutive AFC championships, has been to multiple Super Bowls, that has a win. Not a lot of regular season games matter. I think this one does. BK, I, I I think this would matter,s and I, I think even if if anybody's even saying silliness like you just said, which I think is snuck into the minds of some of the players there, that oh man, this is the team that has your number, this is the team that you can't beat. Yeah, I I think that I think they are ready to shut all of that silliness down. Yeah, I mean, I, I am I'm interested to see how they 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 look at this because I I do think they. They want to – I don't know if they want to send a message to the league. I think they do want to send a message to the Bengals. Like, hey, none of this. None of this. Y'all got us. Like, we're scared. Like, I think they are – They are. this is one – I don't know. You know what? I bet you – I bet you this may be the only game on the
3: season that that some of the, the players have circled.
2: I, I, like, I don't – Did don't you hear know.
3: Kelsey? K- Kelsey was on his podcast with Mahomes, and he said yeah. when they got the schedule – this was one of them that they that they did have circled because of the way that things went last year in that playoff game, but they got them twice. Like it, it, it doesn't happen to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs where a team gets them not once but twice. Sometimes they'll get you in the regular season or they get you in the end, but they beat they beat them in Arrowhead. To they find all. a way, and, and this team got them, and they had a. This is the craziest part, Ron. The Chiefs had a double digit win both or double digit lead both times. And Joe Burrow has as many wins against the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback as the rest of the league combined, when at any point during their game, Patrick Mahomes has a multi-score lead. no Nobody else has done it the way that Joe Burrow has. He's done it twice. The rest of the league combined has done it twice. So there, there's something about this team that gave them problems last year. Chiefs went into the offseason. They said, we got to completely overhaul this roster and they did that for a game like this, and now you're going to Cincy, and it's going to be an even bigger battle. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm intrigued by this. I, I think, I think this
2: is a. I feel like the Chiefs. I'm approaching this like playoff, like, in my opinion, like when I say playoff, like, like there's, they're not holding anything back. Like they're, they're going to go win this game. They're going From a to go fan do.
3: perspective, Ron, between this game and the Bills game, which one did you have more anticipation for? Because I think those are probably the two that you'd say. I mean, opening week every every year is exciting, but there was nothing about that matchup specifically that really got you going. This one or the Bills one, which one gets you going more?
2: I think for me still the Bills because I thought I, I the two best teams <laughs> in football were the Bills and the Chiefs. Like, I, and I, I, I thought that, like, for me coming into this year, I, I felt like the Bengals were going to take a step back. I thought that was going to happen. And they were, in, they were in route to doing that, but they've kind of flipped some things around here lately, and now they're getting healthy. Um, but now, like, straight up, I, I think the Bengals have what's needed to beat this team. And they have even, I think, the bigger thing, that I'm not sure Buffalo even has, I think the I think the Bengals have pure belief as much as anybody else that they can beat this team and beat them wherever uh, because they have. (laughs) So I, I, now I look at it, I'm, I'm really intrigued, intrigued by this game, but, but I think the Buffalo one was a big one because those two quarterbacks had really kind of, to me, separated themselves at that time. But no, this Bengals game is a big one, though. This is, a, this is a big one, for I think, for fans, and I think this week fans are really looking at this.
3: I'm glad that Cincinnati last week and over the last few weeks has really reminded everybody of who they are because it is a mirror image to the team that they were a year ago where early on they didn't look like a real contender. This year was the same thing. That they looked off. Something was wrong. Their offense was not clicking, and then they figured things out. They've become more efficient. They have – got T Higgins going again in the offense. And now they look like a threat the way that they did last year. Their defense looks better the way that it did last year down the stretch. So I think going into it just from a pure like nerdy football perspective, I actually think this one's a little more interesting because of the matchups that exist in this one compared to the matchups that existed in Buffalo. Um, that, that team just, they have excellence in Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. I don't think they have as many ways to beat you, though, as the Bengals do, and as many ways to beat you in the ways that hurt the Chiefs specifically. So I think my answer would actually be this one. And this is on the road.
2: Well, uh, yeah, it's on the road. And I think we kind of know a little bit more about who these teams are as we are 11 weeks into the season, as opposed to four or five weeks into the season against Buffalo. So, I mean, it'll – It'll be a it'll be it'll be a doozy, but I think the Chiefs this, this one they've circled, I think they their antennas are way up for this
1: game. Every week this season we'll be cooking up our very own same game parlays that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you our loyal fans to follow. This week, our same-game parlay, of course, has to do with the Chiefs and the Bengals. That will be available for you later today on the Arrowhead Pride Twitter feed, so make sure you check that out. We'll have a link up this afternoon so you can tail our same-game parlays each week. DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sundays more fun. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: All right, we do this every week when the Chiefs get the ball, and... What's, I, I thought to you, I'm going to lob this one to you. I'm great, great, great lob. I mean, Chris Paul, like I'm lob city. Um, what, what, like, What's your biggest question in this game? Like what's your biggest question
3: or concern in this game for the Chiefs offense? My biggest question is, did the offseason work? Because mm-hmm. last year the Bengals did stuff in the second half that frustrated the hell out of the Chiefs. They put a robber, that safety, they brought him down. We know what the Chiefs' classic plays were with Tyreek Hill, right? It was that that deep over route that they would just hit consistently to him. And then they'd have everybody else running like some kind of post or slant. Like They, they had a bunch of stuff going on, but the big th- things that they had, they had Kelsey underneath, they had the deep over to, uh, to Hill. Those were the two main things that they were going to go for. The Bengals found a way to be able to cover that in the second half that just frustrated them to no end and it the offense devolved into an overtime we all remember this right like it was demarcus robinson getting targets it was like the number five and six receivers and the chiefs decide in the offseason when tyreek hill is asking for all of the money you know what makes more sense for us to disperse this elsewhere to get a deeper wide receiver course that way when we get into a situation like that instead of throwing to demarcus robinson now they're throwing to Juju and MVS and Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore and Justin Watson. And you've got options that you feel comfortable with going into a big game. And so my big question is, like, did it work? Because they didn't do that for the Bills. The Bills didn't frustrate them like that offensively. They did it for the Bengals. This was the defense that all of that was about. So I, I want to find out if it worked. I want to see what that looks like against the Cincinnati Bengals. See, I I think that's a part of it in that second
2: half, but I think also a major part of it was starting with about, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 seconds left in the second quarter. Like Patrick Mahomes played some of his worst football in his professional career. In that game, in the AFC Championship game, starting off with him calling timeouts that they didn't have, And throwing the ball into the flat, you know, in in a space where they lost points, which uh, which obviously came back to haunt them. Yep. Uh, And and from there on out, he was not patient. He struggled mightily uh, in that second half, turned the ball over, uh, didn't see it, didn't didn't go to the right to the right uh, to the right receivers, missed things, missed throws, easy throws. And see, that's where i come back to it. Like, you want to see if the offseason worked. I am going to sit back and someone who is gotten a little bit more healthy. I'm going to sit back with my bag of protein chips. <laughs> or skinny pop, but probably protein chips. And I cannot wait to see if we have. Shout out to Therese Paler, the late Therese Paler, another one of those over my dead body ball games from Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is highly motivated. Dare I say, ticked off a bit because one, he remembers why this team didn't go to the Super Bowl. I said it. We said it. We're going to be honest. This was that was the first time to me in a game, hell in a game, not even just a game of importance, but in a game that I would say Patrick Mahomes feels like he was the top reason why this team couldn't win the game. They tried to depend on him in the second half and he made countless mistakes and starting even at the end of the second quarter. I think he remembers that. I think he knows that. And then what happened off of that is people have tried to slide Joe Burrow in his level and Joe is not. And and Patrick knows Joe isn't. And when Patrick is ticked off and highly motivated, that's a fun watch. And he is ticked off. He didn't lost this team twice, and now he is the only person. Now, as, as you said, BK earlier, it's two and zero. That's that's beating Mahomes multiple mm-hmm. times while not getting beat. Woo! I feel like we're going to see the Mahomes that counts things on his hands. One, two, three, you know, he gets, I mean, he gets ticked off by small things like, like the the NFL top 100. He gets ticked off by silly stuff. My man right now, he has been sitting and steaming with this one and I bet you he cannot wait. So I think this is going to be fun, fun. Yes. They've changed this offense around and they've put, been able to try to solve what the Bengals did to him. but really what? What is the MVP of the league right now going to do moving forward? And I cannot wait. At 325, whenever the hell that game starts, Patrick Mahomes is ticked off, motivated, and ready to show that Joseph Burrow, a very nice person, a Macaulay Culkin lookalike, a very <laughs> stylish young man, I love his swag, ain't on the same level as him, just like he repeatedly makes it his mission to let everyone know that Justin Herbert is not on his level anytime they play. I think he will do that
3: to Joe again. So it's interesting you mentioned that because I I saw earlier this week, Nate Tice, Mike Mike Tice's son, he was quoted on Twitter. He was talking about Patrick Mahomes. He was putting up a bunch of click or clips and Somebody asked, and they're like, "Is it, is this the best you've seen Patrick Mahomes play? Is this the best that we've seen him so far in his NFL career?" And Nate Tice's response was not yes, which would have been a fair response. It was, "This is the best that I've ever seen any blood anybody play the quarterback position in my life." Like, oh my, nobody has ever played it better, according to Nate Tice, who previously worked with an NFL team. His father was the head coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Like, this is a guy that has seen a good amount of football. So Patrick Mahomes playing at a pretty high level right now. And you're about to get a highly motivated Patrick Mahomes on the road against a team that a lot of people are going to be. I, I think when you watch the Sunday shows this week, Ron, I bet you a fair amount of people are picking the Bengals uh, at home. Yeah. yeah. They got his number. It'll be a trendy upset pick. Mahomes knows that Mahomes knows that there's some John going back and forth this week. Mahomes knows that last year this team had his number. He knows that last year on national television, he looked shook, man. Like, we said it after the game, and I think it was true. He was kind of rattled. And it was the first time we've really seen him look like that in a national stage type of a game. So, yeah, you're going in there to Cincinnati, and you can kind of prove to them once again that you're the one that's going to be on top. Who, buddy. That has the potential to be a hell of a lot of fun. The only thing that I wish, the one thing that they are missing, but maybe this just makes it that much sweeter for Mahomes, I wish that they were going to have McColl and or Tony, one of those two guys, to be able to really see what this offense looks like against them.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're not on full strength, but yeah, I don't think he really like he doesn't give it. This bigger than that for him. I don't think he gives a rip. I would say they could. I would say hopefully they do clean up the red zone stuff from last week. That could be something. I want to just chalk it up to last week they were just in some weird game against a team that they never felt threatened. And I don't think they are they were on high alert of focus in that game, especially in the second half. But they were pathetic when it came to the red zone. And this is a game where they cannot do that. Right, they, they, they've got to score points and score touchdowns and not have turnovers in the red zone like Pat did on that interception because I just think he got – he, he like I don't think that was a high level of focus. I don't think he'll make throws like that. So the, the red zone is the only thing that you, you hope is it's cleaned up and it's not a trend, It's not a deal of, oh, you could start stopping the Chiefs in the red zone. I don't think that is the case. But you hope they perform better at that. But I'm telling you, BK, I, can, I cannot wait. To see what this nut is gonna do to the Cincinnati Bengals next week. Oh my God, you're right, you're right. Then we're gonna hear these shows. Oh, uh, oh, they got him, man. Lou, Lou, Lou. No DC has they been able to stop him like this. What? Oh my God, and that's just gonna tick him off.
3: Oh yeah, you know that's getting back to him. Like somebody's sending that stuff to him. There's no doubt he's about it. That stuff he's doing it himself. Maybe. He's hunting it now Maybe. himself. Maybe. And if he's uh, not, I bet you his his trainer Bobby Stroop. He, we know we know he's online. He'll be sending it to yeah, him.
2: He's he's up. He's up right now, probably with that new baby. Patrick Mahomes the third. He's probably bronze, up right now. Bronze. Bronze. Patrick Mahomes the third is what I'm calling the kid. That's what it said. Sterling uh, bronze.
3: Don't they? Isn't Steel? Isn't their dog named Steel? Is that? Oh my! God. They got a precious metals
2: thing going on over uh, there. Uh, that's an odd thing here. But I bet you he's up just watching stuff. Just watching stuff. Just watching stuff. Late night with, well, he's up and got late
3: night duty. Just watching stuff. So wait. I can't wait to see it. Well, it's gonna be beautiful. So, Ron, you mentioned the red zone, and that is one thing that I'm really, I'll be having. I'll have my eye on you. You mentioned in the beginning of this what's what's going to be the the thing that we see in the regular season that portends playoff failure. One thing that could be it. Now, I don't think it will be, but. If the injuries to Tony and McColl are worse than we think and they end up being a little more long term than we're anticipating right now, I do want to see what their red zone packages look like without them because last week it wasn't good. And I'll chalk that up to eh, they're not going to show anything against the Rams. Why would they? they? They knew they needed to score like 13 points to win that game. So just getting into the red zone a few times, getting the PAT or getting the field goal unit out there, that was going to be enough for them to be able to win. But you can't do that against Cincinnati. So you got to show some of your stuff in this game. And if it doesn't work, then I will be on high alert to see, okay, maybe that's something worth keeping an eye on going into the playoff. The other issue is finishing drives, finishing the game. That's something that the word finish has to be the theme against the Bengals. Last year, the Chiefs in their first half drives against the Bengals in the two games scored seven touchdowns on 10 drives. Awesome. Outstanding. That's as good as it gets right there. That's a clinic. They scored zero on their 10 second half drives. That is something that cannot happen against this team because Joe Burrow will take advantage of the slightest window that you give him. If you make him feel like he's still in the game, the Bengals will never feel like they are out of this one. So you got to put them away. And that requires in the red zone, finishing your drives and in the second half, Finishing out that game,
2: if they if they're fighting it with the red zone uh this week, which I don't think they've had problems with this year, but if they're fighting again the red zone, then that uh, that is a question. That is going to be a question coming out where you're like, okay, we're on alert. This is a game that really mattered, and they got stopped, and that's what held them. They're kicking field goals or turning it over instead of scoring a touchdown. All right, when the Bengals have the ball, for me, BK, I am, and I know for some Chiefs fans this is going to sound weird, I am hopeful that every last one of those guys plays for the Bengals. They've had guys out last week. They went out, and they went on the road and beat Tennessee, and they didn't have Jamar Chase, and they didn't have Joe Mixon. Both of those guys have practiced this week. They thought Chase would come back last week. Uh, the thought is that he'll be back and ready to roll this week. Um, and I hope they have everybody. Because for me, once again, like, I, I think preparation and getting ready for big games in the postseason and the playoffs are something you need. And if you look at the rest of the way, there is some doo-doo offenses that they got the rest of the way. I mean, this is, this is by far the best offense they will face the rest of the way right like the raiders are the second best offense i think that threatens you when you're talking about from a quarterback receivers and weapon standpoint maybe seattle but yeah that's it no oh, man i was. Well, i mean gino is still leading that thing i know Geno's had a resurgence
3: hey I... man G- gino's a a a okay. modern day rich gannon
2: okay you rich like gannon was you like Rich that? Gannon. No, no, I don't. Rich Cannon was an MVP <laughs> in this league when he hey, rekindled it up. And no, and no, Gino's not even close to that. You but never
3: know. You never shut know. Shut up.
2: Stop it. He's, he's been good. That, right? <laughs> he's been, no, he's been good. I'm fine though. I'm like, I'm not, like when I talk about with Gino leading the charge, I'm, I'm all right. All right. But, but, I mean, I'm, but, but that's the second best offense they're facing. For sure. Like it, it's, it's garbage. Right. So I think they need to, they need a test. And especially this young secondary. They need a test, right? I was beyond thrilled with how the Chiefs played and held up against Josh Allen and Buffalo, and they weren't even whole there. There was no Willie Gay. There was no McDuffie. um, And Rashad Fenton was still out there getting trounced. Now, I'd love to see with these weapons, with T. Higgins, who is coming, with Jamar Chase, who just... But need I say go look at the go look at his box scores against the Chiefs last year he carved them up like razor Ramon so I mean they, they've they got and then Joe Mixon is one of the best you know the better backs that they will face and he can catch the ball in the backfield and Joe can can, can make plays so this is a group that I want to see fully healthy to see how the Chiefs uh, are able to match up with this crew because this is a real offense that can beat them, that can give them real real problems, even better than what what they faced against Buffalo at some point, because their running games better, even better than what the Chargers can face because the Chargers haven't been at full strength either. So this is this is this is something I am looking forward to seeing how Spags. We've been really high on what Spags has done. I really want to see what where he go, how he goes, and how he does
3: against this offense. the biggest reason why I want to see that Ron for this game specifically is because I genuinely don't know what they're going to do against them. The thing that the Bengals do that gives them trouble is that they are willing to take the throws that the chiefs try to force for other teams. It's almost like a, like the Phoenix Suns, right? If you're an NBA fan, you know, the Suns are a really good mid range jumper team. And they'll take those shots that most teams try to force you into, but they're so good at them that they're actually good shots for the Suns. They're not supposed to be. That's supposed to be the worst shot in basketball. But because they hit such a high percentage of them, they become a good shot for that team specifically. That's how it is for the Bengals with these outside-the-numbers deep balls. That's supposed to be a really low percentage throw. And the they the got Chiefs guys have- that can go get them, and then they got a guy who – like people say, well, what is the like? What is the
2: the great skill of Joe Burrow? He's slow. like Joe Burrow's accuracy on downfield throws, on fades, and things like that are just
3: maybe the best in the game. It's amazing like in terms of accuracy. Yeah. It's amazing. He knows exactly where he needs to put it, and he's willing to give his guys a chance. Like that's the biggest thing with Joe Burrow is if he sees that Jamar Chase is even with a corner, he's gonna trust his guy to go get it. If he sees that T Higgins is even with a corner again, he's going to trust him to go up and get it because he believes his guy is better than your guy. And he doesn't care who your guy is. It be Jalen Ramsey. It don't matter. He's going to throw it up there and he believes his guy is going to go up there and get it. And more often than not, he's right. And so what I'm really curious to find out is, okay, what is the counter then? Because normally spags would see that game plan. And he would say more than happy to give you that. If you win by, by doing that, God bless you. I'll tip my cap to you and your head coach, and I will see you next time. But we've now seen that they have beat them that exact way twice. It is not a small sample size any longer with Joe Burrow and these wide receivers. They can and will win that way. So the chiefs have to find some kind of a counter attack. It goes back to what we've been saying in recent weeks, Ron, like I, I want to see how they line up their corners. You're going to be playing the chiefs play a lot of zone this year. So it's not going to be a ton of man to man. But they're going to have to play some of that. And I don't know who's going to line up with who. And they've also done something in recent weeks that has been a bit surprising to me. Jalen Watson is barely playing. Joshua Williams has clearly passed him on the depth chart. And I, I thought Watson was better when we have seen those guys play. They clearly see something out of Williams that they like. But their three guys right now are Williams, McDuffie, and Sneed. If you had to go into this game with those three, Ron, who are you lining them up against? Like if you end up getting into one-on-one coverage. Well, I to me, I I think the size of Sneed
2: should be should be on uh T Higgins. But for me, his size and the bigger receivers, those those receivers have actually hurt the Chiefs yep. this year when they have not put Sneed on them. And at some point, he has made adjustments of putting Snead on him, and then I think you 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 got to get McDuffie and and don't be don't be silly. Give him some help with Jamar Chase, and and, and I think that's how you got to approach that. Um, You're best on their best, yeah. But but it's odd because Tyler Boyd in the slot can 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 do some things,
3: and I don't know how how much Joshua Williams is good in covering that. That's why, Ron. I was thinking, what if you do? Watson or Williams on Higgins one of those two guys over there you put Snead on Chase and you go McDuffie in the slot and then you just roll some coverage towards uh Higgins that way those guys those young corners always have help
2: yeah I mean that 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 could be yeah McDuffie my boy I mean
3: McDuffie I feel like can shut down the slot and I just leave him be and then yeah. I've got Snead on their best dude, and I just hope that he can shut down their big guy. And because J- Jamar Chase isn't like a huge receiver, but he plays big. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. I just like what we've seen a lot of, and they've got the size. I don't know, but we've seen a lot of is, is T Higgins lately going up, jump balls, going up and getting balls. But yeah, maybe he's the one you. I don't know, Jamar Chase, man. That. I feel funky about anybody with him singled up. Yep, <laughs> singled up there. I mean, so they're obviously gonna need help from that poor offensive line that the D line can come through and and help through. But man, I'm listening to you, but you you really are a Joe Burrow believer. I mean, I, you are you are a you are a Joe Burrow. Oh, I mean, because I've heard you a couple of times. I was gonna let it slide. He will. He will get. He will get you. They are never out of a game because of Joe. Like,
3: you are a believer. I mean, how could you not be? He's carrying this head coach of his who's no good. Zach Taylor is is not not a good head coach. He is not. There is nothing about their offense that you watch on a week-to-week basis and say to yourself, damn, they got some good game plans. It's just dudes that win. T. Higgins wins on the outside. Uh, Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers in the game and Joe Burrow just finds a way to make plays consistently. It's weird because I I both think that Josh Allen is a more talented and maybe even overall a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. And at the same time, I'm more afraid when my team is playing Joe Burrow than I am when they are playing against Josh Allen. Are you really? I absolutely am. I always kind of assume no, I, ca- I can't go that far man. Josh, Josh, Josh to me is the
2: closest thing to Mahomes, in terms of he can just go make plays that can, that, can, that can just keep. I think Josh can do the 13 seconds if need be. Like, I, I think like Josh can make any play and his ability to run with his legs and how physical he is. Josh is, Josh is the one who who makes me move. I understand what Joe is You, but those two games really did
3: do it about Joe. I mean, how could they not for anybody? Like, I, I, I would love to meet the Chiefs fan that says to themselves, yeah, no fear. No fear whatsoever of Joe Burrow. He just ripped say, my heart out and stomped on it, not once I, but twice last year. I, I didn't say no fear. I know Joe is capable. But, man, no, Josh Allen is number one who who, who still scares, scares I, me. I, I, just, should, I should add, it's not just Burrow it's those wide receivers winning the way that they do. Like it's the combination of burrow to Higgins and chase that makes me like fearful at night. That's what has me up at night this week, like in a cold sweat.
2: Those two can go and make plays. And even if you have it covered, right. Again, those, if you're in great coverage, those two can go up.
3: It's like Mike Williams, plans. right? Like they, they've got their version of Mike Williams, but then on top of that, they have like their version of Stefan Diggs as well. So they, they've they got the two guys that gives the chiefs trouble and they're on the same offense. And they're with a guy in Joe burrow who just, I, I never feel like that guy is out of a game. It, it yeah. they can be out. They can be down by 10 points and Ron, whether they're playing the chiefs or somebody else, I'll make sure to have an eye on their game while it's on red zone. Just because I'm like, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe they're gone. They are the one team that I just never count out of games. I always feel like they're going to come back. Can we address
2: something real quick
3: before we get to the game? The
2: game that is sweeping the nation. What the hell is going on with Justin Reed and Double H? And if you don't know, who Double, Double H. H,
3: not not Triple H. This is Double no, H, Double
2: H. No, I'm talking about Hayden Hurst. So Justin Reed, my man Justin Reed, talking about, I can, he couldn't remember who number 88 was. He came to the, the disrespect from Justin Reed, couldn't remember who 88 was, but said, I'm going to lock him down. And then Double H's, what's I call him, old Double H Hayden Hurst, his retort, retort is, I'm the last person you should be talking on. Okay, listen. Hayden, I can understand your displeasure with Justin Reed, who is just in okay safety right now. Justin Reed coming out, acting like he can't remember somebody's name, but I'm just going to call you by your number and let everybody know that I'm shutting you down. Son, I don't know if you shut a soul down this year, so why don't you fall back? But Hayden, calm down. Like you you got to have more of a humbling response or more of a, I guess we'll see what happens response. Not a, I'm the last guy. Who are you, 87 in red? Who are you? Well, who do you think you are, Hayden? Oh, double H. Oh, double, I mean, they, I mean. Do you, know what of,
3: his, do you know what his season high is in terms of yardage in an individual game? 43 yards. It was 57. It was 57 yards is his season high.
2: Both he, of these guys need to fall back. And, re- how and many, rethink what they're doing.
3: How many games in his career, Ron? In his career, do you think he has with seventy-five or more yards? One zero. Him he has many never many. had a game. Oh, double H. With 75 or more yards. Like and this, this is dude's out here saying that it's he's the last guy that the you last. tried. No, you maybe are. maybe you're the first guy. Maybe maybe, maybe just especially the- on that offense, <laughs> like <laughs> if you were gonna talk trash to somebody, it better be him. Maybe if yeah, maybe if
2: Justin maybe Justin didn't know who he was, but he rolled around and started looking at some of them stats and say, "Well, I know I can shut that guy down." <laughs> but Justin needs to fall back too, man. You can't do that. You're not good enough to not have somebody's name that you say you're gonna shut down.
0: Also, and,
3: and I don't feel like y'all have the relationship to be good with that. I will say, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like that. This nah, is I'm the out. week that you bring in the trash talk. Like I I would love for Bengals Chiefs to become a, a legit rivalry in the in future years, where these are the teams that end up facing off like every year because they both finish first in their division and then you see each other in the playoffs again. This has the potential to be a really fun annual matchup. And if there's bad blood between the two teams, that'll take it over the top. So I, I kind of love it. I, I don't know that Justin Reed needed so. to be the guy. I wish it was like Chris Jones, but I kind of like this. Let me tell you something.
2: this may this could be a rivalry, there could be bad blood, but it is not being started by Justin Reed <laughs> and Double H. I'm gonna tell you that right now. We need we need some when well, we Jamar some
3: Chase peace. got into it, he was talking about tuna on social media
2: yeah
3: and the tuna yeah he's, he's just listen
2: these two need to chill. y'all ain't the ones. y'all names may not get called in this game. To be honest with you. So, good Lord. I mean, you got to be kidding me, Justin. You got to have his name. You're not good enough to not have somebody's name. And double H, chill. You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm an imposter. All right. The game that is sweeping the nation, certified or imposter. This is somebody who's first time down the aisle as as a contestant for certified or imposter. The addition of offensive assistant, special assistant, and quarterback's coach, Matt Nagy. Certified or imposter? The addition of him to this staff?
3: Ron, if you had asked this any other time, I probably would have still said certified. Because right now, the Chiefs, Are the first team since the greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams in 2001, to lead the NFL in points per game, yards per game, yards per play, and third down percentage. They're the first team to lead in all of those categories offensively in more than 20 years. Mm. So the offense is going well. It's humming right now. And I think that at least part of that, I'll give credit to Matt Nagy. I don't know how much, but some of it. So he's certified. On top of that, Patrick Mahomes was on with Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey on their podcast. And he said that Matt Nagy is a significant reason why Patrick Mahomes is in Kansas City. He told the story of the visit that Patrick Mahomes took to KC prior to the draft in which the Chiefs wanted to quiz him on their playbook. The way that this typically works, based on his explanation, is that the quarterback comes in, gets a couple hours with the playbook, and then he gets quizzed on it. Not for Patrick Mahomes. Not in Kansas City. Instead, Matt Nagy took that playbook, took the plays that he was going to be quizzed upon, handed it to Patrick Mahomes the day before, to make sure, to juke the stats, to make sure that Patrick Mahomes would look like a savant. Matt Nagy is not only certified, Ron. Matt Nagy should be immediately inducted into the Chiefs Ring of Honor. Matt Nagy should be handed a lifetime contract by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think after the season, they should name Matt Nagy the Kansas City Chiefs head coach in waiting. Matt Nagy is the most certified of any of the certifieds that we have done in the game that is sweeping the nation?
2: You're as high as a kite. Okay, uh, first off, what a cheater. you got to be kidding me. How many other people has he given the playbook to? You How many be... other
3: people are, are Patrick Mahomes?
2: Well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe he's given <laughs> the playbook to a couple of offensive linemen that have sucked. Maybe he gave it to, to a couple of those guys, and they've stumped. Who are you choosing to give this playbook to? If I'm Andy Reid, you just gave him. What if you did that to Mitch? Right? What if he did that? What if he got a liking of Mitch Trubisky and he gave that to him? And he just said, here, he didn't. you get all he of them. He, he no, he didn't. He got, he got lucky on this one. Matt Nagy, what a sick son of a gun. This is now, I don't I don't even believe Matt. This is now, and I and I know what Pat is saying. This is now like the third or fourth person who tried to take all of the credit for drafting Patrick Mahomes as if, if I didn't do this, they would have never drafted Patrick Mahomes. Andy and John Dorsey would have never drafted him. Brett Brett Veach has tried to, that is is his calling card, that he was the reason (laughs) that Patrick Mahomes was drafted. I wanted to say certified because he came here he's been a part of the offensive staff and they are the number one offense in football when many people didn't think that would be possible after losing – the most lethal uh, big play threat that this game has seen has and has seen since maybe Randy Moss, and they're number one. And Patrick Mahomes is playing some of the best quarterback that he, but the, some of the best quarterback play that he's had in his entire career, especially with losing these guys. And he is the quarterback coach. But this is gross. This is gross. I mean, Matt Nagy, what a cheat! I mean, what are you? What are you a guy that's waiting? For other people and give them the the, the 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 cheat for the ACT, is that what you're doing? And you you cheat for the SAT? You're giving away tests, man. What you, you got to be kidding? Me. Maybe 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 it makes him understand a little bit more why he was having trouble read defenses early, because because <laughs> Nagy just gave just gave him the playbook. Play. I mean, you got to be kidding me, man.
3: I think that you're way off on this. I think this is outstanding. I also. Like if I'm just putting my tin foil hat on for a minute here, Ron, I find it really interesting that Pat decided to tell this story right now in public. Like I understand he was probably feeling comfortable because he's on a he's on a podcast with with the Kelseys. and so that's a that's a safe space, right? It's easier than like going on some media podcast or talking in front of the media. But it, it did. We know that Patrick Mahomes is very calculated with what he says and when he says it and how he says it. I do find it noteworthy that he told this story about Matt Nagy now that he's back in Kansas City. I find that noteworthy. I, I, I think we know Pat has a very good relationship with him. I think Pat would like him to be the next head coach in Kansas City. I'll tell you oh, that much. Yeah, I, I don't want him. I don't want to see any parts
2: of him being the next head coach. I've seen him as a head coach. He didn't see he's, him with Patrick Mahomes though, who I he saw, got
3: to Kansas City.
2: No, nah, man. See, see, Matt Nagy to me. Is uh, he is just like guys that Vince McMahon has worked with. <laughs> Vince McMahon, there are guys who make who look really good writers, guys who work underneath him that look really good with him, but then when they get away from him and they're running everything, they run stuff into the ground. Vince Russo, they run stuff into the ground, they do it, Paul Heyman. They run stuff into the ground. But when they're with Vince, you see the best out of him because he's there to help protect him. I don't want him to ever be my head coach after what he purposely tried to do to take out Justin Fields. There is no chance in hell. All right, in front of his first or second starts, he just hit – he kept him in the pocket the whole time. With that offensive line, just kept him doing dropbacks the entire time. He tried to ruin – Justin Fields. So, no, under Andy, yeah, yeah, he can chill. No, nah, I don't want no. Nah. She's She's too damn good or being a, too good of a position with Patrick Bowles to turn to uh, to Matt Nagy. No, nah, I'm out on that. I'm out. I mean, I'll give him certified, but I feel like I I, I, feel like I don't mean it by the way that i am just.
3: Yeah, I, I think that you're a fraud. I think you're not certified <laughs> if you're giving him a certified right now.
2: <laughs> I feel like I might not be.
3: I, I don't know. All right. All right, what's uh what's the prediction of the game? This is um this is I don't want to do a prediction this week, Ron.
2: No, you're going to. This is um this is the last big game I think for the Chiefs. Uh the the, the last big game that, you know, they're really going to be up for. Um uh, because the rest of the way, I mean, there's some Texans in there, there's some Seahawks in there that you can lie to yourself and get up for. There's um <laughs> uh, there's two games against uh, a team that don't like each other that, that they throwing in the towel um with a football ignorant idiot coaching them in the Denver Broncos there is a there is nothing and who knows where the Raiders will be by the time they play them in the last game of the season this seems like be the last big game for the Chiefs hell they didn't already taken one of the Sunday night games away from them yeah. because of how bad Denver is this is a one now you're giving a prediction I'll kick it off I I I think, one, I cannot fathom a place where a team beats Patrick Mahomes three times in a row in, what, six months, seven months. I can't fathom that, and I can't fathom Joe Burrow beating him for a third time in a row and Joe Burrow outplaying him for a third game in a row. Can't see that. I think they care about this game. I think this will be high-scoring. I think Patrick Mahomes throws up more about his MVP case. Uh, but I think the Bengals are good, and I think they're playing at home, and they're going to play well. I think it's 34-27 30, is what I have, 34-27, Chiefs.
3: I hate this game so much. You know how how afraid I am of Joe Burrow. I'm, like, leaking confidence by the day. I started out the week, and I was like, oh, Chiefs are kicking their ass. Like, there's yes, there is Chiefs. there's no doubt about it. Chiefs are going to win this one by 20 further. We get closer. We get I'm going to take the chiefs Ron. on. It's going to be 33 to 31. The amount of confidence that I have in that is absolutely zero because of how much confidence I have in Joe Burrow. So I'll take the chiefs It's going to be chiefs,
2: real, real, real close. There they're, are, they're, there are two teams playing in this. And I think very much like Buffalo and Kansas City earlier, when those two teams play each other, there's one team that desperately wants the game more than the other. And that's Buffalo when they play the Chiefs because they've never beat them in, in really big games and they really want them more. And they're the way they lost their game the last time they played them. I think the Chiefs are playing that role. I think the Bengals want to win the game. But I think the Chiefs really want this game and are a high alert. So I, I, I feel good. I don't think anybody's going to get blown out. But I, I, I feel really good about this game for the Chiefs. All right, Serta, get better. Be here next week. Good Lord, put yourself together. All right, we are out.
3: Canva presents stories to keep you up at night